My prayer today, that as we get into the Word of God, that the Word of God mean more to you today than it did yesterday. Come on. That the Word of God mean more to you today than it did yesterday, the day before, the week before, the month before. That we are people who are falling in love with the Word of God, but more importantly, falling in love with God Himself. Come on, can I hear an amen? And that our Christian life is, is progressive. Progressive in the sense that we get to know God. We get to feel the heartbeat of God. We, we get to know His voice. We get to know how He feels about certain things. And out of that, we then make decisions and we, our life moves forward in the plans and purposes that He has. We know that the, that the Word says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of? By, by the Word of God. And so this morning, I pray that, that we hear the Word of God and that, that faith begin to rise and that we be able to move forward in Jesus' name. Today's message, and I'm just so thrilled to share it with you today, is probably one of those ones where you need to just buckle up because I just know that the Holy Spirit is going to minister today as we get into the Word. And the title of today's sermon is called Deny Yourself. Come on, turn to your neighbour and say, Deny Yourself. Come on, to the person beside you, Deny Yourself. Due to original sin, we were bent in a certain direction that says that we are able to do it on our own. That we are able to do it on our own. We are self-made. But the thing about being self-made, it's rooted in pride. Come on, I'm gonna get, come on, we're gonna be, we're gonna come out punching this morning. Love and grace. Come on, can I hear an amen? That's not what I was meant to do. It just sounds cool. You know the challenge of being self-made? It is rooted in pride. It says that I, God, do not need you to make decisions in my life. I'm more than capable of doing it on my own. I know, it sounds very abrupt, I know. In fact, when we look at Genesis and we see in the garden when the serpent tempt, uh, came to tempt Adam and Eve, what did he do? He was challenging them by saying, did God really say? So then the challenge came from a, a position where, where these guys, Adam and Eve, were put into the garden by God. And because they were put into the garden by God, they were dependent upon God. But when the serpent came in, it was not really about the fruit the serpent was interested in doing. He was trying to get Adam and Eve to become move from dependent on God to be independent from God. And the thing about independence, independence says that I do not need your help. I can do it on my own. So really, when you think about it, the root of independence is actually rooted in pride and rebellion. And there's a pushback to God's established order. You need to understand something this morning, that God has an established order. Can I hear an Amen. God has an established order. And in that garden at that moment when the serpent came to tempt, tempt Adam and Eve, what he was trying to do was to derail Adam and Eve from an, an established order of dependence upon God to be independent on looking upon themselves. The end result was sin and generational sin, which doesn't bring the blessing of God. And so since the beginning of humanity, there has always been this wrestle. Come on, have you ever been in an arm wrestle before? A wrestle between dependence on God and independence from God. 
A wrestle that it is about denial of self and putting trust in God who, guess what, knows all. I think someone needs to hear that this morning. God actually knows all. He knows all. He does. And so the challenge now is really about this wrestle in upon our lives. And that is a challenge that we need to take on day by day. And the way we handle that challenge will determine our progression in God or our regression. Matthew 16, verse 24. Let me, let me share this verse of Scripture with you. And um, this is Jesus uh, talking uh, to some people. And he says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will what? He will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, what he will do, he will find it. So the the choice of losing and finding life comes down to a decision that God allows us to make. I mean, if Jesus wasn't already controversial about this statement, this uh, controversial already, this statement surely solidified the claim that he was. In a world that's so self-focused and Focus on self. The question is, how do we do what Jesus has asked us to do? And can I put it to us this morning that in order to move forward in God, there needs to be some things that we need to do. Come on, can I hear an amen today? We need to deny ourselves. Jesus stands, starts uh, verse 24 with a question. Notice how Jesus did not start off saying, you will. No, no, no. He's like, no, no. He puts out a question. Why? God in his infinite goodness gives us the ability to make a decision of what our next step needs to be. And so every decision that we do in our life is an opportunity where we have a choice. God gives us the power of choice. Now the answer to that question will determine what they will face, but also in order to inherit all God has for us today, we need to know that choices in our life, some choices cannot be taken lightly. It's one thing to work out what you're going to have for dinner, and that's cool. Maybe it is an important choice for you. But there's some choices in your life right now, people online, people in the room, that you need to understand the choices that you make now are not just going to affect here and now, but there is, a, there is a generation that's going to be living in the effects of the choices that we make. Can I ask you today, what choices are you making right now that you need the hand of God upon? Or are you just doing it on your own? Remember, the wrestle is about... The real challenge and wrestle is about dependence upon God or independence from God. Either way, there's going to be a dependence. Which dependence are we going to be on today? Let me tell you that a walk with Christ is more than just saying a salvation prayer at the end of a message. Come on. It's a lot more than that. But it's a continual. Someone say continual. 
It's a continual daily decision as we put things aside of the world and have Christ as front and, and of centre. With Christ at the front of our lives, there needs to, we need to put everything through the, through the test of Christ. What decisions in your life are you doing right now or you're needing to make right now where you need to put the test of Christ upon? Can I encourage every person in the room today that decisions that you make in your life, do they pass the Christ test? Come on. Do they pass the Christ test? Does the choices that you're about to make right now, do they pass the test of the Word of God? So you might be in this room today and you might be thinking, you know what, James, how do I know what decision that I should make? How should I go? Should I go left? Should I go right? Should I go up? Should I go down? Should I take the blue pill? Should I take the red pill? You must be, I mean, if you're under the age of 40, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But anyway. Ah. Does it pass the word test? Can I put it to us today that maybe, just maybe, there are, if we want to know how God feels about something, we need to put it through the test of the Word of God. God, what does your Word have to say? Does it, does it, does it line up with your Word? Does it bring benefit to others? Is it a blessing to, to ourselves? Does it bring you glory? Or is it really just to fulfil my gratification and my pride? We need to learn to put decision-making through the test of the Word of of God. God, how do you feel about this? Another thing that we need to do is we need to put it through the test through the Holy Spirit. Where you spend time with the Holy Spirit and you say, Holy Spirit, hey, what do you think about this? I mean, does your next step in your life, in your business, in your family, does it pass the Holy Spirit test? You see, putting decision-making through the test of God is a higher level and a higher standard of decision-making. But you know what sometimes the challenge that we can do sometimes is we say we've got a big decision to make and we say we pray about it, but realistically, we just put it through how we feel emotionally about something. Come on, we've all been there. I've been there. And so the challenge here for us today is this. Do we... Put it through the self-test only. If we are not putting to, if we are not willing to put our decisions and choices through God test in our lives, then maybe, just maybe, it's not appropriate for bringing growth in our life. There are, there are people in this room today and online, you might be facing some things and now more than ever, you need to have the approval of heaven to proceed to the next step. Because your ability to be dependent on God is, will, will, will give you, put you in a place of blessing and protection. Independence from God brings separation and, and brings a curse. But when you're under dependence upon God and you're seeking the face of God and you've got His approval, that's when you've got the blessing and you've got the protection and you've got the resources of heaven to back you up because you're not just doing things on your own strength. You're doing with the ability of God and, and what He says is right and true and correct. There are people today, you need to maybe change some stuff. Maybe it's time. Maybe as you're hearing this, this word, you're thinking to yourself, well, you know what, to be really honest with you, I only just make decisions on how I feel and how I think about something. But can I tell you, take it to a whole nother level and say, God, what do you think? 
What do you think, God? What do you think, God? You know, some people make decisions based on their heart. Oh, Pastor James, I just follow my heart. Which sounds all well and good, except when you read the Bible. Jeremiah says something about the heart is wicked. Oh, that is a real problem. So therefore, it's nice. So therefore, I can't really trust my heart to make a decision that is right and true and correct. I really must depend on God. I must depend on God. And today, can I ask you and can I encourage you with this? Maybe it's time to flick the switch. Maybe it's time to change gears. Maybe it's time to move forward and, live, and, and, and live, leave the life of independence from God and become dependent on God and have a desire to follow God and do everything that has called you to do in Jesus' name. Because it's church, it is time to put our roots down deeper into God and, and with a desire for God. Because as we do that, that builds strength in our life. A desire for God will help you weather the storm. A desire for God will be a strong foundation and that will keep you regardless of what is happening or not happening or get this one, should have happened. What is your foundation built upon? Is it built upon self or is it built on having a desire to follow God? If we are to deny ourselves, I love why Jesus said this in the next part, the next part, in the next verse. Let him deny himself. Kind of self-titled, isn't it? If we want to live a life that progresses in God, firstly, we've got to have a desire for God. And secondly, we need to deny ourselves. You might be thinking, why is denial something that needs to be done? This is because by nature, we're selfish. Come on. By nature, we are selfish. We always want what's best for me. Come on. I want what's best for me. How can I benefit? What's in it for me? How can I get out of this? Me, me, me. It's all about me. But in a world that looks about me, maybe it's time to to change the direction and say, God, it's not about me. It's actually about you. You made me. You formed me. You've blessed me. You've healed me. The least I could do is stop looking at me and start looking at you and humble myself and be in line with your established order and the way you do things. You know, I remember before Diane and I got married, we were sitting at my parents' house um, and we were just having a a dinner. There was no kids, none of that stuff. And we were together and my my, my dad comes up with some profound stuff. He's, he's, he's just, we're getting ready to get married. He goes, great. Son, guess what? Prepare two coffins. One for you, pointed at me, and one for you. I thought, wow. I thought marriage was meant to be fun, meant to be exciting, and meant to be joyful. And yeah, guys, you got engaged, get ready. But you know what? That's no, good. It's good, actually. It's good. He said, prepare a coffin for you and for you. Why? And then I realized, he goes, son, you've got to understand something. When you get married, you need to die to yourself. James, you need to die to yourself, Diane. You need to die to yourself because it's no longer about you. It's about the other person. Come on. Married people in the room today. 
You need to die to yourself. You need to die to yourself. Could it be maybe that the reason why there's so much friction in your relationship is because, and look at me when I'm, when I'm talking, because probably don't, you don't want to look at your partner when I'm about to say what I'm about to say. So I'm going to look straight down the camera there. Notice I'm not looking at Diane, I'm looking straight at the camera. Sometimes there's friction in our marriages. It's not because of the other person, it's because of... Maybe it's time to die to ourselves. Maybe it's time to put away the agendas. Maybe it's time to put away ego. Maybe it's time to put away all of these other things and say, you know, how can I serve you? How can I be a blessing to you? How can I make a difference to you? How can I do something for you that makes a difference in your life? How can I see you win and see you blessed in every arena that God's got for you? How can I do that? And sometimes that might mean I might have to put away the things that I desire and that I want so that I can be a blessing to my spouse. Could it be today Greater marriages happen not by accident but by decisions that are made by individuals to put aside things and say, how can I be a blessing to you and not, it's not just about me but it's about blessing you. Come on now. It starts, so where does denying yourself, what does that look like? It starts off by removing trust in yourself. I'll say that again. It starts off by removing trust in yourself. Don't get me wrong here. Let's get some context around this. It is one thing to be confident in everything that God's got for you. And amen. Be confident. And what God has prepared for you. But it's another thing to be reliant on you instead of relying on God. Come on. If you're in a place when it's all said and done, I make the decision and it's all on me, and it's not relying on God, then maybe that is not a good place to be. Could it be today, maybe the challenge, you know what the challenge with this is? The challenge is self-will is fallen. And it deceives us at the moment we are conceived that it is clear. That's why in Proverbs 14, 12, it says this, there is a way that seems right to a man, but, it, but its end is the way of death. We need to learn to exercise we need to deny ourselves by leaving self-control, leaving judgment, and having total obedience upon God. Why do we need to do these things? When we exercise these things, we are saying, God, I am fully trusting in you. Sometimes a struggle, sometimes to deny ourselves because we are giving away control. And the thing about control is that when you have control, you have the ability to then have a desired outcome, that you can control the outcome. But what about today? If, what about if for some of us today, we, do, we let go of control and let c- control be to God and we allow God to have the desired outcome? Could it be today that maybe the stresses and the things that you're going through in your life today is you're trying to control something that you cannot control? Maybe you're trying to do things that you're trying to handle a situation. You're trying to bring closure to a certain thing. You're trying to sort out something in your business, in your family, in, in your career. And you're trying to control it all the while. It's, you're making it hard for yourself and you're basically killing yourself. And can I tell you this today? Real freedom is found when you give it to Jesus and say, God, you are in control. I trust you. I'm going to allow you to have the outcome. 
as you see fit in the timing you see fit. Because sometimes we even like to dictate to God the timing. God, I'll trust you, but it needs to be done by three o'clock Wednesday afternoon. Come on. No, no, no. God, I'm giving this to you and I'm allowing you to have the outcome at the time you see fit and whatever you decide, God, I am good with it. Let me ask you, are you good with the timings that God puts out for you? Or are you like me sometimes? You're like, God, come on, man. You're God. You can make time stop and go faster if you want. How can you just make this go quicker? No. There needs to become a time where we just say, God, I'm just submitting this to you and I'm going to trust you and I know you've got my back in Jesus' name. The last thing we need to do, if we want to progress more in God and deny ourselves, we need to take up our cross. Then Jesus finishes up with this. And take up your cross and follow me. You know, when we look at the cross, it's a sign of death. It's a sign of crucifixion. I mean, I don't know if the disciples knew it at the time, but when Jesus was saying what he was saying, he was, he was speaking into his future about what was going to happen to him. And the thing about the cross is that cross is a, it's a sign of death. That the person who hung on that cross was sentenced because of a transgression to the law. And the cross was only used for criminals whose disobedience was, to the law was really high. So the appropriate punishment was death as a price was needed to be paid. You know, in modern day context of Australia, the cross... The cross is a crucifixion of things and desires that are self and this world and a decision to follow Christ. There are some things in our lives that just need to die. Come on. Maybe for you it's stubbornness. It needs to die. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's this notion that says, I can do it by myself. There are some things in our life that if we want to move further in God, they have to die. Because in order for Christ to reign in that situation, something needs to die. It is one thing to give your life to Christ, and it's an amazing thing. And thank God we, you, you, do, you do that. And if you haven't, please do it today. But... It's whilst we give our life to Christ, you know, it is possible to choke Christ out of a situation because we are relying on self instead of God. And today I'm just wondering all across this room, where are you at with that? The Apostle Paul in Philippians 1.21 says this, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. This is why we need to die to our flesh so that Christ can live in us. We have been saved by having faith in Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, do not choke Christ out by appeasing your flesh. Don't do it. You know, in a room like this, this is a, this is a, a full-on subject I know. I know that the Holy Spirit, while this word has been going out today, has been speaking to people online in the room. 
And let me ask you this morning, what are the things in your life you need to put on the cross? What are some of the things in your life that you need to cut off? What are some of the things in your life that you need to surrender and stop being independent from God and being dependent on God? Because think about it, sin is this, independence from God. Let me give you an example. In the Ten Commandments, you shall not have no other gods before me. If you, if you idolise yourself or whatever it is that you have idols of, that's independence from God. You shall not kill. Hey, to take matters into our own hands is to say, God, I'm the one who brings vengeance, not you. But the word says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So really the arm wrestle is this. Denying ourselves gets us to a place where we move from independence from God to be fully dependent on God.